Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Hey, everybody, this is John Roca from Collider. It's the final week of the NFL season, and the biggest game of the year is just days away. Rams versus Patriots in Atlanta for the Super Bowl this Sunday. Incredible matchup. Can Brady do it again? Will the city of Los Angeles bring home the Lombardi Trophy to the youngest coach in the NFL? As we've been saying since the NFL's opening weekend all the way back in September until now, there is only one place here at Podcast One that has all the action you are looking for. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account on on betonline.ag and use the promo code podcast1 to receive a 50% sign up bonus. Yes, a 50% sign up bonus. If you've missed out before on jumping in on the NFL action, well you have one game left and it's the biggest game of the season. You don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore, do you? Get in on all this action at betonline.ag. Use the promo code podcast1 for a 50% sign up bonus. Rams versus Patriots, Super Bowl in Atlanta this Sunday. The most exciting game of the year is here. Don't miss out. BetOnline.ag. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Goodbye, C-3PO. R5-D4 comes home, and Darth Vader was originally Luke's babysitter. Collider Jedi Council begins right now. I like how you got that last sip in there, too. Watch it was this, good. Everyone. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. I like that. <laughs> Comedic time, timing is just impeccable. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. I'm Christian Harloff, a.k.a. Darth Harloff, Harloff Minor, whatever you want to say today. 
It's up to you. Um, so before we get into introducing the council, if you do, if you don't watch Collider Live, you might not know the announcement that we made yesterday. Starting next week on Monday, Collider Live will be five days a week, starting at ten in the morning till twelve. Except Friday's episode will be ten to eleven. What does that mean for Jedi Council? We are just going back to the pre-taped model of Jedi Council. It will no longer be live. It'll still air on Thursday, a little later on in the day on Thursday, probably the, the time it used to in between the 2 to 4 p.m. area. That information will come out soon. But I just want to let everybody know, so if you tune in and you just see four idiots sitting around talking about goldfish, it's not Jedi Council. It's a completely different show. So that's it. That's what's going to happen. So without any further ado, joining us once again, Kim Horcher, a.k.a. Kim Urso is here. Hello, Kim. How are hey, you? Hey, everybody. Nice to have you. Good to be here. How are you doing? Raining. Good? Yeah. Okay. Ken, how you doing? Ken Put a goldfish here. Did I do it right? <laughs> you did a good... Put a goldfish here. Put a goldfish here. <laughs> I don't... You're supposed to do that only on Collider Live. Only on Collider Live. If it transfers, that's transferring over everywhere else. Yeah. Well, it has been all over Twitter, so that's good. So starting next week, yes, sir. I get to sleep in again on Thursdays. No, because now you're going to be a guest on Collider Live. Damn it. Because now you don't have an excuse, because now I know you're available. Damn it. See? I need a job. Yeah. All right. So we are going to get into the stuff that happens in Star Wars. And we'll start with Star Wars movie news. Everything in the world of Star Wars movie news that's out there, out and about, whether it's circulating on Star Wars News Net or whatever wonderful outlet that might be reporting Star Wars news. Ken, what do you got? Hey, well, let's start first with our dear friend Anthony Daniels tweeting out, Today was C-3PO's last day on Episode 9. He's sad. So am I. But we're so proud to have worked with such a lovely, talented cast and crew led by JJ and Kathy. I miss everyone, but I'm glad to know that we've been making something exceptional together to share with the waiting world. So Anthony Daniels rapping on Episode 9, which, hey, you know, that's, that's not necessarily news. But potentially, Christian... This could be the last time we see C-3PO. We don't know what standalone movies or uh, streaming shows we got. C-3PO in the kitchen cooking up food for guests. I don't know, but this might be it. Uh, no chance. He'll pop in one way or another. He's, he was the one guy that was around with everything that they were doing. So whether it's voice acting for C-3PO and other shows, whether it's popping into a standalone movie down the line. Now, Anthony Daniels. Maybe it's his last run. I don't know. But C-3PO, the character, I think will be around for sure. Um, but this is the AT for me. This, is the, this means AT, and that's almost there. Almost there. Stay on target because we are getting closer and closer to Episode 9. Then when you start getting news like this, right. when you start getting news of this guy rapped, she rapped, they rapped, that means like, okay, now we're going to start getting into the edit. Then it means that the trailer's going to come soon, and we're... It's, we're getting there. And once we get to the Star Wars celebration, which is months away, that's where we're going to really start to gear up and hit more information. So this is, this is good news, yeah. I think, because it means, like, yeah, this trilogy is wrapped, but we're getting it soon. Kim, how do you feel about it? I mean, obviously, it's, you know, it's not the end of C-3PO, because who else is going to vo- voice him? I'm sure other people could duplicate the voice, but yeah. they'll have him around as, you know, at least a, a nod or a novelty it's probably his last time in the suit, though, right? I don't know. He's getting up there in years. They're probably not planning what's next for C-3PO in terms of live action. Right. I, you, you just never know. I just think as far as the episode, this trilogy goes, he might be done. But you never know what they're going to come up with that they decided in two years from now they want to do a different standalone in a time period where C-3PO, and he'd still be able to do it. So I don't know. It's, it's certainly possible that he could return. 
I yeah. think he'll definitely be in a VO booth. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. I mean, Anthony Daniels has never said no to right. doing CBS <laughs> voice in anything, including Christmas albums, cartoons. And nor should he. Nor, no, yeah. it, that's not an insult. That's just like yeah. he's very protective of this character, uh, which is nice. We want that. We want that in our legendary Star Wars performers. Yeah, but but uh, interesting. And, yeah, excitement building for that trailer. We're getting questions every day. When's the trailer? When's the tease? Uh, I, I still think uh, Star Wars Celebration, like I think you are uh, thinking yeah. – because uh, we're so close to that too. At this point, just just wait. If, if you're them, just wait because it'll it'll come out. It'll hit the internet at the same time it hits Celebration. Celebration will get it like maybe 15 minutes before the world gets it, and then yeah. we're off to the races. And you don't need you don't need more than nine months to sell the film. You really don't. This movie, right. a lot of movies you do, but this one, this one you don't need to sell it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. That's kind of with our next story yeah. here is, is a lot of people, one of the things is, hey, we got, we got the big game. Legally, we call it the big what, game. What is that? I don't want to get sued by the NFL. People, why, why the big sporting contest. Isn't that stupid? It's, don't you want people to, to it's silly. promote What promote if you do thing? what like, the cool anti-sports people do, yep. just say superb owl? Superb Owl. Do they have a copyright on Sup- that? Superb Owl. You can call the World Series the World Series. You know, that's that's uh, Major League Baseball. Lawsuits I don't know. in place. For the World Series, you can't. Why you can't? You can't call know. the. You're not allowed to call the World Series. I don't, I don't know. know. You got breaking it's news. A different league. I know, yeah. but I mean, it's just, it's so stupid. It's like. Regardless. Oh yeah, it's dumb, but it's, it's so there. stupid. Regardless, the Los Angeles Professional Football Contest are playing the New England Professional Football Team, um, and a lot of people are saying, "Hey, wouldn't that be a?" Great Great spot because we had a solo tease last year. Uh, wouldn't be a great spot for episode nine. And we got these stories saying that no, we got poss- yeah, Captain Marvel, uh, Toy Story four, Dumbo, all those kind of things. Don't get your hope up for anything, including Star Wars. Any later releases? Anything later in the year? Yeah, maybe later. Don't, Super Bowl is you're not going to see. <gasps> I'm done with. I'm, it's, it's, I'm, it's not. It's not Voldemort. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl. It's so stupid. Yeah, we're watching we're the Super Bowl. We're not scared of the Super Bowl. We're just scared of being sued. Yeah, some federal what? agents just took Cody Hall out of the booth. <laughs> it's, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. It's ridiculous. Um, All right. What a goldfish here. Point, the point is that you're going you're gonna to get a lot of good big trailers. Star Wars will not be one of them because yeah. they want to be the only talk. They want to be the like when it comes out. They want to be the one because everything else is going to do me so many. Which one? Which one? Who, who won the, uh, the the all the ads? The which was which was the best trailer? And they don't want to be a part of that. They don't need to be a part of that. So when celebration happens, that's when it's going to hit, and that's when it should hit. Kim? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why Disney pulls out of Comic Con and doesn't do uh, gaming events at E three anymore. It's because they could have their own announcement. They can control the news cycle. They don't have to compete with. State Farm Insurance right. or Doritos at the big game because they're bigger than that. Right. Bigger. Yeah. To your point, like, again, Solo last year had to get something out. It was coming out within a couple months. Like, that made sense. This one, not so much like you were saying earlier. I think it's a great point. Doesn't they, they don't need to. They could. They could. Force Awakens, in a way, needed to. Right. They needed to get that messaging out early. Hey, well, we, Han's got gray hair, and you're right. going to be okay with it. Well, I can't wait until <laughs> December when the big movie comes out. All right, what's next? You're funny. Stupid. You're funny. Stupid. You're grouchy. You're grouchy like it's just me. just dumb. 
Hey, we got some. Uh, I haven't clicked on it. I we're gonna talk about it, but because I think it's an interesting conversation. Uh, but Star Wars Episode Nine, maybe some set photos leaked out. I don't know how. If you listen to Richard E. Grant and security measures going in, yeah. God uh, bless those people that, that did it. They're probably buried in the desert right now. Um, but maybe a new snowy planet will be in the film, and this comes up a lot. But I like the idea of what 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 new planets or old planets would we like to see in Episode Nine. It's like one of those things now. It's they become so predictable in the fact that every time you start guessing, is it Tatooine? Is it Hoth? Is it this? Is it that? They say, nope, it's not. Um, it's Both. It's the cousin planet to Hoth. But make it Hoth. How cool would it be to revisit Hoth. one? Okay. I, because I don't think they're going to revisit Tatooine. I said this. I said okay. you know, they could revisit it, revisit it, but I think that Jakku is really going to be the one where they kind of go back to, especially with like everything that. that they set up in, in the novels. But Hoth, if they went back to Hoth and showed different parts of the planet that we had never seen before. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool. like a ski lodge I on mean, the other side. Wouldn't it be great if there were planets that had more than one climate? It'd be amazing. I mean, right, right. It's, uh, kind of, it's like become a joke at this point where yeah. that's the jungle whole planet <laughs> and that's the ice whole planet and that's the other ice whole planet, but there's foxes. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just funny at this point. Like yep. Star Trek does this too where it's like they all have one ideology right. here mm-hmm. and that's what it is and the it's extreme right, right, and right. everywhere. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But any chances, Hoff? Uh, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. But but it's kind of combining with your points. I, lo- I love Hoth. The Hoth sequence, Battle Hoth's great, right? So let's go back there into what's Kim saying. Not that we're going to show the beach side of Hoth, but maybe there's something. Was it just a big, empty planet of ice? It seems that way, but it'd be kind of fun to explore it. Maybe there's something there, but... Uh, I, I like the idea. Maybe this is a maybe this is the other side of Endar, and there's some snow there. Yeah, and, but what a fun way we, we've been talking about, and I and I say it every time. I don't I don't think that the term fan service is always a bad thing. I actually no. think a lot of time it's a good thing. What if this is the kind of fan service that we want? This is the kind of fan service of yeah, these are some of those old school planets, and part of it, and it's new, and because people are like, oh, we need new planets. Yeah, but what if it's new parts of the planet that you've never seen before? What is it? Because they're planets, like Kim saying. Yeah. There's just different. There's different things that should be going on inside of these planets. What's going on on Hoth? You're Maybe at, it is Endor. You're right. That would be yeah. great, too. I nope. would go to Hoth Beach. Hoth Beach? <laughs> yeah. right. Beach. It's, it's like my hometown beach at Pismo Beach. It's got to wear a hoodie. It's a little mm-hmm. cold. Right. Um, no, I told, it, it is, it, it's, it's fun tradition in a way, right? What, what new planet? There's only so many more climates I can go to. But I like the idea of exploring it. And when it like, in the novels or the comics where they go to a new planet, I'm told, I always find totally on board with it. But there's always something in the back of my head that I'm like, oh, but, you know, couldn't they just... Yeah. I don't know why. And it's something about our Star Wars fans who like the familiar territory. But do both. But and, do both. Yeah, but do introduce both. some new and planets. And there's a reason. Yeah, yeah, you and I, I think, are on generally on the same, same page when it comes to fan service. It, it, if, if it fits in the galaxy and the story makes it work, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it and have some fun. Uh, uh, I, really, I really hope Mustafar comes back into play. I would love to go yeah. back to Fortress Vader and, and see all that kind of stuff there. Well, even, even the fact that they brought it in that game that we played, uh, the VR game. The Mustafar, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, like, we felt the heat, and that was just Sam Witwer. It was right. It was really. <laughs> it, that's a plan yeah, I want to see explained. <laughs> yeah, do you think Cor- Moraband will um, a will it be introduced in this not movie? In this but maybe in, maybe in the Benioff and Weiss ones? If, if, if Benioff and Weiss truly does have something to do with the building up of the force or anything like that, or the old days, yeah, yeah that would make some sense. What planet, Kim, do you want to go to? I want to go to a planet with two climates. <laughs> she Just wants- invent one. Make a new one, and I'll love it. Yeah. yeah. 
It's no, you know what? You know what's it? You bring that up uh, in the book, uh, the anthology book. From a certain point of view, there's that excellent story about Yoda and Ghost Obi Wan debating over the chosen one, so to speak. Where Yoda's like, "I want to train Leia. That's the one that's ready, right. not the little kid you find over here." What's interesting is Yoda talks about different seasons, higher, lower ground. The the the, the Dagobah that we're familiar with is the lower ground he has to go to during a certain season, and, and the story actually starts high above. And I, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Like, yeah. that's, like Yoda has a summer house. <laughs> like, I like right. that idea. There's mountains in Dagobah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool. It's cool. All right, what's next? All right, so this one, we were talking before the show. This is where, uh, you know, you can tell by the gray of my beard. I've been, been watching Star Wars for a bit. Um, and sometimes I think it's fascinating. These stories kind of recycle. Uh, Esquire uh, ran a really great story about the original... Empire Strikes Back script shows Darth Vader wasn't supposed to be Luke's father. And I could jokingly, cynically be like, yeah, duh, we kind of already knew this. Lee Brackett's script was a lot different. Splinter of the Mind's Eye showed us different. Lucas did not have things. At best, he had it down in pencil. Right. But I love that this pops up again. And, you know, what could have been if, if they went a different direction? It's a great article. Check it out on Esquire. But what do you think about all this, Harlow I mean, Miner? Listen, that's what happens in the creative process in general. When you, when you watch that scene in episode four, when Obi-Wan is telling Luke about what happened to his father, right? It legit was a true story, and it wasn't from a certain point of view. And it was a legit story from everything that, we're, yeah. that we hear in this story. But there's something about if you're watching it back, and you're Lucas, and after that movie comes out, the way Alec Guinness plays it, when he says to him, what happened to my father? And he has this look on his face like... I don't know if I'm going to tell him the real story. And then goes yeah, yeah. into this thing. It's like, well, and maybe Lucas rewatched it and said, wait a minute. And he starts rewriting this as Darth Vader as the, as just the evil guy who killed Anakin. But then he goes, well, what if we did this? What if we had this Shakespearean twist that we just then, then went this way? Sure. And then you, because the other thing too, Darth eventually became a title for Sith Lords, right? Yeah. It's his name in the beginning. He yep. calls him Darth. He <laughs> says, only a master of evil, Darth. He wouldn't do that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, you know, because it's like, it's, it's a title. It's yeah. not, it's, it's, there are so many different things that become um, changed and maneuvered and in the process, especially with, with wrestling. When you're, when you're writing wrestling, or oh, shoot, the Schmodown stuff, things start here and then something happens, and you go, oh, wait, actually, what if it fits into place? Mm-hmm. That wasn't my original intent. And then it lands here, and it works perfectly. It's, it's like when Kim's going to make her Schmodown debut, defeat people, and suddenly we got a story around her. We'll call her Darth. No. No, Darth? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't hold that title. I have some breaking news for you, though. Uh-oh. Luke and Leia weren't originally siblings. <laughs> right. yeah. I, know. Right. I mean, yeah. It just it's happened fancy. to work and fit into place, and it worked beautifully, and it became one of the a great storytelling. They got he got lucky because he figured it out, but it was I yeah. And a lot of people, you can be talking about Jedi had some kind of you know really their their brother and sister because he had originally created not a rich. That's the other thing too is what I love about this. I, I, I'm a big Beatles fan, and we got this Peter Jackson documentary, the Beatles coming out, and so people are like, ah, oh, they might change some of the. The history are played out more nostalgic. It's like history is written by the victors. If you watch, depending on the documentary you watch, you get a different story from Lucas, Irving Kirshner, Harrison Ford about the I love you, I know scene. Right. And it wasn't until recently where some recordings emerged where you get what actually happened, where Harrison had this idea, goes to Irving Kirshner, they talk about it, come up with this idea, go to Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher says, you did this without me, you jerks? I'm in the scene as well. You got and, and her and Harrison get into a fight. Irving has to correctly apologize to keeping Carrie out of the... And that, that's the story. But you watch The Empire 
Dreams, which is a great documentary, Irvin Kirshner's like, it was a little fun improv that Harrison did. It, it's so you never really will get the true story. Chris Taylor, our good friend, sorry, I'm monologuing. Chris Taylor said uh, when Mark Hamill said uh, one, at one point, uh, George told me his original versions and Chris Taylor tweeted him at what time did George tell you this? Because it's changed over the years. Right. And I actually love that stuff. It's, yeah. it's fun to dive into. It just history. keeps on changing, especially with a monster this big, you know? And, yeah. the, and the fact that um, that whole thing about the uh, I love you, I know, the other part of it was that Lucas was like, no. I'm right, not, I'm yes. Not, I'm, that's, uh, that's not the line. We're going to reshoot it. And, and then it tested in a bunch of different audiences. He's like, People loved it. And he's like, all right, just let it go. And there's it's interviews fine. in 1980 with Krusty Lawrence Kasdan, uh, who, who I do love, but he is Krusty, uh, saying, yeah, it didn't work. He, oh, he didn't like it? He didn't it? like it. Because his original, and I just finished reading the Empire Strikes Back novel, uh, and it has a lot of the original dialogue from Kasdan, not Lee Brackett's script, right. but, but Kasdan. And, and it's good. It just, you can tell a lot was added in the process. Billy D. Williams, like that whole scene where he's like, all right, all right, all right. Like his line is actually more like, they told me the Falcon was fixed. Like, I love that process. Right. Of and that's, and that's what the actor brings to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Sorry. I monologued. Kim. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's raining. And I got yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, one tip is don't do the I love you, I know thing with a significant other if they don't know what you're talking about because it makes them mad. <laughs> Have you tried it? I've done it twice. <laughs> the first one was very mad at me when I said I know. And my, was it the first time, though? No. Okay, well, then come on. And, uh, and how soon did these relationships end after this moment? My there? current boyfriend got it. Okay. So. See, that's well, a good. sign. That works. That's a <laughs> sign. He said, I want to be Han. And we had a fight. And now I have a Han Solo costume, and he doesn't like it. No. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's fine by me. There you go. <laughs> Is that everything in the world of uh, uh, the movies? That's kind of it. Yeah. Then we got a weird tangent. It was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I love talking about the history of Star Wars. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. It Good. has been very quiet in terms of movie news. Yeah, a lot of this episode is going to be hearing from you guys, the uh, live tweets, going over to the Facebook group, um, all that stuff. So hashtag Collider Jedi Council right now. Go on over to the Facebook group, the Collider Jedi Council Facebook group. Leave a question over there. And, of course, we're, we're doing some YouTube chats and all that. Um, I think we'll just switch on over to the segment of the show that we call what's the deal with canon things that switch back to the novels and the comics and the tv and the video games all that stuff and then they play right into the movies same thing there's been there's been a bit of a lull but there's still some stuff going on ken what do you got well let's start with uh the second story on the list cody uh we we missed one of these the first time because sometimes star wars news falls between jedi council episodes yep, and yep. by the time we get to next week it's a little bit old sure. but john favreau who's been teasing great stuff from his instagram account on the mandalorian has put out uh, this picture of r5d4 nice. uh, of course from new hope and from the a certain point of view anthology uh, book there's a story about R5 uh, doing uh, doing that little explosion on purpose because he oh, knew want to go. kind of what was going. He had had a conversation with R2, so um, which is interesting. It's not my favorite thing, but um, R5 Mandalorian IG88 Mandalorian. Talk about fan service. I love it. You love it. There's sometimes a, wall, a line that can be crossed. What do you think about this? I think this is great. I think this is this is exactly why uh, I, I say it, and I've been singing to the Raptors. This is going to be the the best Star Wars stuff that we've gotten in a very long time because it's gonna it's gonna play into all the classic moments 
It's going to play into classic characters, but it's also not going to be just pure fan service. It's going to serve the story well because if you get people uh, IG88, if you get uh, R4, if you get these characters that just he, he doesn't have to run a full story. It's just that he's there, and it's like the you feel like an authentic. Whether it's Favreau and and I, I'm going to tell you that I, I'm going to guess that Filoni probably has a lot to do with this too because he's a showrunner on on it. Probably mm-hmm. said, "Hey, how about we use this?" Favreau and him get along very well. Mm-hmm. They trust each other and say, "Well, yeah. What if we use IG88? What if we use and we can serve the story this way?" And I think that that's what's going to happen. You're going to see more and more and more of this stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Chopper shows up down the line too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the little fart bot, as you like to call him. But I think um, I grew to love Chopper a little. You did, bit. yeah. So, Kim, what do you think? Do you like the idea that they're, they're bringing some of these characters back? I have a hot take, which is I don't care about R5. Oh. I think he served a very minor... Okay, Ken. I think he served a very minor role in that movie, and it, I don't need to hear his backstory. I, I would like to hear from another droid named HK-47, who seems to have been forgotten about but was hilarious. He's the one, if you don't remember, that calls you a meatbag first all the time. He'd be dead by then, though. That's 3,000 well, years can before. we have a different version of him right. or, well, like, well, maybe you, some other assassin bots? Don't you bots? think K-2SO was kind of that version? No. I think Mr. Bones was I don't think he was thing. mean enough. Yeah, Mr. Bones was probably... Or dumb the, enough. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there would be. But why not do both? I like the idea. I don't like. I said I don't need a full episode of him, but the fact that he's around and we see, it would be. It, it, what happened to him? Obviously, he got out of there, right? Yeah. And Where did so, he go? Uh, well, this this means we're definitely either go, going to Tatooine or R five got out, hitchhike on out of there, which in both are interesting. Which is cool. The I, Tatooine I, implication is cool, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Could could have something to do searching for, uh, certain searching for Boba Fett or something like that. I still I still don't I I don't think we're going to see Boba Fett, but we're going to hear about Boba Fett. I think people are nuts that they that this isn't the most anticipated thing that, that Lucasfilm is is doing. I think I think above and beyond everything else, like Episode Nine, sure, give it to me. I just think in general, Episode Nine, just because it's the movies, but that's more people. My dad told, doesn't to- know right. how to even get to Netflix. I'm talking Disney about Plus. hardcore. I'm talking but, about the hardcore Star Wars fans. Hardcore oh, yeah, Star Wars fans should be drooling for this. I don't disagree with that at all. And I, I and here's the thing, and I know you agree. You can drool for both. You can absolutely. I don't. I'm not saying choose <laughs> one or the other. There's enough drool for everyone. Yes, <laughs> true. Yes. What all I'm saying is this thing is going. It's just so. This is a nine-hour movie. Absolutely. This you, is a nine-hour movie. I, 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 we talk about, I think we're both, uh, I don't want to speak for you, Kim, so maybe you are, but I think we're both of the opinion there will not be a movie in theaters in 2020. No. No, there won't be. Kim's on board. Yeah. Three around. So we would have heard about it by now. It has to, and, and so unless... Uh, you might not even get one in 2021. The, the, the way production, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're already in 2019. Cheapers have been in L.A. 20 years now. Um, but You did it. Uh, um <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like this. This will suffice. Yeah. This will suffice, uh, and, and I'm excited for that. And then Cassian Andor around the block. So it's like if if this this is going to set up for Cassian because if this delivers, and then people go, okay, well, you knocked it out of the park with the first series there. Right. What are you going to do with number two? Yeah. And and then, but I think what it's going to do is it's going to set up both Favreau and Favreau will probably wind up doing a feature film after this show. 
whether because we don't we still don't know if it's limited or not, right? We we, we know that it's limited, yeah, yeah, but we don't, I don't know. I don't that, know that 100. What what's the definition now here of limited? Is it a couple seasons? Is it just 10 episodes? But what it also opens the door for is Filoni to do more in live action. That's that's mm-hmm. the test here. The test is what is Filoni going to do, and can he now basically take on that that mantle that Lucas gave to him? Lucas said, "You're the apprentice," and now it's it's everybody up. To, in Lucasfilm to really look at that guy and say, well, this was the guy George was looking at. What's he going to do with Mandalorian? And I think they're going to knock it out of the park. Absolutely. Looks promising. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, what's next? Well, the next uh, article here, it it kind of ties into this. Uh, We'll get into this now here. Variety put out a, an excellent article. I'll give the writer some credit here. Scroll up. Uh, Cynthia Littleton okay. wrote a great article that goes into the uh, in-depth into Disney's dairy dive into the streaming world. So there's a lot there, a lot of business stuff, stuff about the Fox merger and layoffs that are going to happen, all those kind of harsh, sad realities of the business, why a lot of people aren't overly happy with the Fox-Disney mer- merger in town. But uh, there, for our purposes, there is the focus on Iger, who's still saying he's leaving after 2021 when his contract goes out, um, that this is his highest priority, the streaming service. It's a legacy that he feels uh, his legacy might be built on, which is saying a lot because there's a big legacy there for, for Uncle Bob. Um, so as it relates to Star Wars, there, you know, there's not a lot we know yet. How, when we get general times and everything, and what you're talking about is, 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 with Iger's focus, we know he's hands-on with a lot of things, and, and this also says he's hands-on with Mandalorian in a lot of ways. Um, what do you think that means for for the immediate future of Star Wars, if this really works, the service and the show? I think he's right when it comes to his legacy, because right now the the. There are a lot of games in town when it comes to streaming, right? But right. we we can all agree that Netflix is is like the king of the hill. Um, Disney has the means and the properties, the IPs, to overtake Netflix. They have the means to do it. Now, whether or not they're going to do it or not, who knows? And who knows how much the service is going to be? Who knows how the content is going to turn out? But Bob Iger is right when it comes to they have the, the, the resources to become the big game in town. Um, so if he's able to do that, plus look what he's already done like with acquiring – just from just taking the, the classic animated films, making them live action. That's one thing on his watch. Then you add in Marvel. Then you add in Star Wars. You add in all these things that he's already done. And how, just look at their slate just this year. The amount of money that they're going to make this year. They can dump so much into it. It is a big investment. It is the one that I think is going to play off of his legacy. And then he could walk out like Jordan, hit the shot, and take off. How do you feel? I mean, you, there's all that, and then there's the Fox stuff, and then there's all their kids' right. channels. We have Disney mm-hmm. Channel, right. Disney XD, um, others I'm not aware of because I'm too old and not a parent. Um, they just have so much. I mean, normally I would say this is risky because, you know, DC has a streaming service. I'm sure there's other streaming. There's CBS All Access, which I think is very weak right now because mm-hmm. all they have is one Star Trek series that's really worth it. And, you know, more to come. But right now, that's that's all there is. And Disney actually has the muscle to do it. I, I think with the rest of these other competitors coming in, it's going to look more like the new version of cable, where they all want you to buy their service. Yeah. And it's just, it ends up costing a lot anyway if you get them all, mm-hmm. which is not going to fly. A lot of them will fail this one probably will not fail. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, if you compare it to, like, the CBS thing, is that they only have, like, one or two IPs that are strong enough. There's so many IPs. Like, inside of one IP, inside of Marvel, 
everything that they can do with the three series that they're doing. Then you, you couple that with Star Wars. Then you couple that with the live action stuff. And then original stuff. It's like, it's insane to do that. Plus the fact that they know the strategy come, starts to come in with their parks that they're doing, the Star Wars park that, that, that's happening, all these different things that they have going on. If they start to take resources from the profits that they're making and saying, okay, we're going to take a billion dollars that we've made from this and put that towards the streaming service, whatever it might be, they have the means to do it. And it's, uh, it's, it's going to be very fun to watch. It's not the XFL. I'll say that. <laughs> I was me. I was at the park last week, by the way, and it is coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I went on the train and just to like look. It looks good. And then I climbed it? up on the Tarzan thing just to look. Yeah, it's, oh, look, it's well, looking good. Oh, you can go up on the Tarzan, the treehouse. Yeah, and you there? can see it from there, oh, like the, cool. the spires. No, mostly, I've just been trying to ride Big Thunder Mountain and just trying to see that. Little... Get on, get on the train when it goes around the back of the park. You can okay. peek through the bushes. Wow. Kev, I got an important question. What is your favorite hot chocolate cart in Disneyland? I don't really. I didn't go to any of them. <laughs> you might as well just leave. I went to Trader Sam's, the tiki bar, and I That's good. drank right? an Oa. Yeah. How many times do you go to Disney World a year? Disneyland? Uh, Disneyland yeah. uh, I haven't actually been in two years, but oh, I, okay. I used to go quite regularly. Okay. Uh, so, yes, I do have my favorite hot chocolate cart, my okay. favorite churro cart. What is your favorite hot, hot chocolate, chocolate cart? Hot chocolate cart is the one near Haunted Mansion, near oh. the water. Okay. You, you only get one choice: yeah. a hot chocolate way there or turkey wing, turkey leg. Those are gross. Oh, we definitely them, no, but time. definitely going hot chocolate. Okay, because I love people watching Disneyland. It's hard to do it with a big piece. But of But do you chocolate. crush those at least once every trip? No, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I wanted to go see the new Tropical Hideaway. Yeah, and that's why I didn't. Uh, it's awesome. Right. Gotta catch up. Get an orange. Welcome to Collider Disney. <laughs> is, that, is that everything? Else? Oh, it's coming down. Thunder. It's, it's a, coming it's down. No joke, in Seattle. If we did a Collider Disney. I could yeah. talk for an hour straight. I think we should do it. You, Mark Donica, and special guests could do it. You guys are Disney experts. Uh, that's kind of it for the big news. Okay. Uh, Doctor Afro Twenty Eight is out again. We always we joke, but we are kind of. Uh, always behind in the comics. It's just hard to get. There's a lot of comics. So I apologize. I know I see sometimes some fans are like, hey, you talk about the comics. Uh, not so much the case. So uh, we're going to go to questions. <laughs> yeah, let's go to questions. Right. We're just, we're just, we, this, like, it's LA, right? So the thunder and lightning coming down. It it's, it's crazy. It's like yeah. at the Haunted Mansion when it the does. thunder cracks. Back to Disneyland. Yeah. It does. It does. <laughs> a lot. It does. Uh, there's no leaks yet. Yes, there is. Cody. R- Wendy just pointed it out. Oh, and Cody's oh, no. swimming in the booth. All right. Uh, uh, let's go uh, to um, let's go to some questions. Let's go to some questions. I like this one. I've been seeing this one pop up from Steve Folks. Uh, says you can only pick one character from the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy, or even outside the canon. Well, that will appear in Episode Nine to wrap up and tie together all three tri- trilogies. Which character is it? What would their role be, and, and why them? You know mine. Okay, give it Palpatine. Okay. Uh, not only do I think. Um, I'd like to see it. I think it will happen. Mm-hmm. I think that you can connect it somehow with Snoke. I think you can connect it with um, all, all those. The, the, they, they did cloning stuff in the books, right? And they did it kind of bad. I think there is a way to do it to where it relates to the overall story that you go, oh, and it could be a fun reveal. I think that there's stuff with Palpatine in general that would be, um, that would tie all, the, all nine movies together. I don't necessarily think you need Plagueis, but it would be cool to at least mention him. That would be fun, um, but that's uh, that's that's where I stand, Kim. Ghost Luke or Force Ghost Luke? Oh yeah. Because I think the original trilogy was very much his journey, and now we know canonically he's gone. And if he doesn't appear in this one, I would definitely feel the loss because, you know, we started with him looking at 
the twin sons and staring into what his destiny is. And now it's just like, where are we without him? Right. Ken? Uh, clearly, clearly, the answer the answer is Dexter Jetster. Stop and it. What? That, there's a cafe that Stop his son it. owns. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Sebulba, yeah. maybe? Wadu? No. Uh, I, I, your, your answers are great. I would go with Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I love me some Qui-Gon. I love what he's there. That, I finally read that Jody Hauser, Age of the Republic, uh, uh, that, yeah, Age of the Republic Qui-Gon, and it's, and it's really good. It, it, he... He, he and Yoda have some deep conversations, and Qui-Gon's mind was in an interesting spot leading up to the prequels. Um, and I love the relationship between him and Duke. I think there would have been something. He's also the first to learn this whole Force Ghost thing, right? right? So I think that'd be kind of interesting. Not going to happen. But that'd be, but it'd be interesting, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. all next? right. Next question coming up here, going back to uh, Facebook. Um, all right, Travis Rogers is, is similar, but maybe maybe too similar. But let's go. Asked every week, and he'll keep asking. So I want to give Travis the ability. Um, will we see any live action Clone Wars content in the Cassian Andor series? Uh, since he has ties to the Separatist Alliance, so, yes. Kim says yes. Yeah. You should. What do you want to see? Yeah. I don't really care personally, but I know there's a lot of affection for um, that era right. of the Star Wars film canon. I think it would definitely be an easy thing for them to do. It makes sense. And it would make people happy. So why wouldn't they? Uh, I like the idea. I hope that they bring it from the novel that he, that his parents were separatists. Yeah. Like, and let's, let's see what they, what they thought about it and how, it, and how it worked. Um, and to have references similar to what we were just talking about before Mandalorian, you can reference certain things in that time period. Reference it. Let's go. Let's go. How about you? Yeah, I love the idea. It's one of my favorite things revealed in the Alexander Freed Rogue One novelization. Cassian Andor, raised by separate defense. So he wasn't really part of it. He was young, as he tells Jin. He's been in this fight since he was six years old. So he was probably involved in some things, but it wasn't uh, like he chose that. It was just his parents were like, this is what's going on. And we're fighting the Jedi. We're fighting the Republic because they're doing bad things. It's what's so intriguing to me about Count Dooku is I think, yes, he's amoral. He likes power over dark and light. But I think when he was on the light side, he looked around and was like, this, this is something's not right, right over here. So... I, I hope they explore it. And if, if, in terms of Cody's questions about, or excuse me, Travis's questions about seeing anything, maybe some flashbacks or something could be interesting. You wouldn't mind seeing some battle droids. You it's think- definitely an interesting jumping off point to look yeah. at because I think even in the marketing, we look so much as choose the dark side or choose the light. Right, and it's right, like, right. well, that, that's not it. That's not the end of the story. It's yeah. not that literally black and white. Yeah. What about, yeah. What about Vader? I think there's a possibility he shows up in uh, Cassian? It's possible yeah again we talk about that fan service as long as it serves the story he'd be around cassian's a rebel spy you know is it a comical scene like uh, indiana jones they, meeting hitler even... at, the, at the burning of the books and emerald also loves hitler's son in is it something like that remember that doesn't or... mean that cassian and him have to interact because no, a lot of the stuff is, the empire that, but... the empire is going on at that time yeah. so what if it's you know as we see the stuff from the rebel side, you see the stuff from the side of the Empire. And yeah. very similar to what in episode four, when Tarkin's having that meeting and Vader walks in, uh, or Vader's there, you know, and chokes out, what's his face? You Modi? Know? Thank you. Yes. See, this is why I don't compete. Conan um, Antonio Modi. And so, but like, let's get Vader more involved. In, in, in the Empire. Might, might as well. Yeah. He's, he's, okay. more than just, he's more than just chop everybody Let, down. 
I agree with that. Uh, let's dive into that. I, I like this. I never really thought of it in those terms. I know we're going to see the Empire. I have a little, you know, I'd love to see Janita Gavankar as Zayden Versio in live action in yeah. some way. I love all that kind of stuff. I love Aaron, uh, Aaron Kellyman as, as Infus Nest to come back. I love all that stuff. But I never really thought about it in terms of Vader. And uh, you got me intrigued. If it, if it works out, you could do it. Yeah, well, you why not? Do it. What Kim? do you think, Kim? Yeah, sure. Yeah? You want some Vader? <laughs> I mean... I do like seeing different sides of him, or at least exploring what he's doing in this time, besides just mm-hmm. the vague blanket of nefarious deeds right, right, right. for the emperor, you know. Yeah, I, 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 you know, and then, hey, Tarkin, <laughs> like, there, there, there's yes, people Yes, how do you, how do, you do Tarkin, right. It's weird, the, the Rogue One. Would one they thing, CGI him for this? They can't. I, I think that's too much. Yeah. Maybe, but I, I mean, I I like it on my TV now. Yeah, yeah, but that was but that was for a few scenes. If he's going to be like yeah. a recurring character on it a lot, oh, because sure, like yeah, the way he's on Rebels, because I think that's the way you, you can't. There's only so much that you can take on, even if it's nine or ten episodes. If it's just about the rebellion and Cassian joining the rebellion, if it's if that's just you got to have like in, in Game of Thrones, what makes it so special is that there's so many different stories going on. There's so many different characters that you get to learn throughout it, and I want I want to learn some of the most fascinating stuff about the books mm-hmm. is learning about the characters inside the empire because they're not all bad people the same way that like inside of the when when the nazis took over germany they were recruiting people who had to fight or they would die they, for, for the germans right now there were people that did despicable horrible things inside of it paid for their crimes there were other ones that were let off as as because of they were they joined the German army and well, prisoners. Well, I'll tell you, person. My grandfather, who is still alive, ninety four in Anaheim, right. was press ganged into the Nazi army. He was right. captured as a Russian soldier, so he had to fight for two years the, until he escaped. That's so my, yeah, I, I've, I've, I know the details. That's, of and, that's, and that's my and that's my yeah. point. So yeah. when when it comes to and that's and that's where with the with the empire, there are people like that. And let me learn about those people. There are people that flipped to the other side and said, "I'm not doing this. I'm not fighting for these people. I'm out." Yeah. That happens in Lost Stars. Let me see that stuff. And you can do that inside of the Cassian series. Kim? I I love any time we get to explore gray area in Star mm-hmm. Wars. I, I think we should have gray Jedi, too, on that matter. Um, yeah. I wonder if they would, though, because it just seems like they're very focused on, you know, good or bad, light or dark. They've been exploring it a little bit more inside of the novels. Well, I mean, in yeah. the in the mainstream. In the mainstream, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, it's good. I, I mean, because the big question, I, I believe, to me, joy has to be in Star Wars. It's part of what the appeal is. But we... we oh. All right. I, I, okay, no joy, no joy. No joy, no joy Okay. I, listen to that. Dang. It's actually shaking the roof, Cody. I'm scared. Hold me. That, I, um, I've never heard thunder like that in L.A. before. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, Do you guys like, hear that? My, my, yeah, it seems like we're... we're in, Iowa, where my dad was raised. It's like an earthquake up Russia. there. Yeah, it did. Maybe it was an earthquake. Sorry, everybody. I know there's people probably watching in Chicago who are like, okay, we're so right. happy you, you got idiots. some rain. Yeah. <laughs> I just stepped outside and my foot froze off. Yeah, yeah. People are taking pots of coffee and turning it into snow immediately yeah. on Chicago. Snow and turning it into like a yeah. spear. Yeah. And, and anyways. <laughs> anyways. No. But I, I am intrigued, Kat, with things like, uh, I think I think the Mandalorian's going to have a little more, quote, joy than, than we might expect. But with Cassian, 
I mean, just look at that. Diego Luna plays him so well. Uh, you know, he's serious. He's got something going on. I, I, I wouldn't mind these dark themes being explored. All right, let's do two more and let's get out. Two of more. All right, this one's from uh, live on Twitter. This is Andre Arroyan. Uh, Andre writes, says, if the Episode Nine trailer comes out at Celebration, when will the trailer for The Mandalorian come out? Well, they want two big trailers in one weekend, which also leaves the sub-question I have about uh, Episode Nine in December, maybe The Mandalorian, October, November. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot. What do you think about this rollout of these two properties? We're getting them both at Celebration okay. because it's a five-day celebration. It's a five-day event, and they are going to – I think that they learned from their mistake when they were in London because it is a very – when Star Wars Celebration, before the, the Disney-Lucasfilm thing happened, Star Wars Celebration was just for Star Wars fans to go. There, weren't a lot of, there were no movies coming out, so it was just like you just go for a few days, celebrate Star Wars, and that's it. Once Lucasfilm – was sold to Disney, it also became part of the news cycle. It also became something that now, what are you doing next? If it's that big of an event that everyone's covering, you got to give us something. So, and, and then they delivered in 2015 with The Force Awakens, and they did Rebel stuff, and they did a lot that it was a big success. So obviously, the next year, they thought, okay, well, what's London going to give us? Rogue One wasn't ready. Nothing was ready. They had nothing, and it was it was... It just was kind of, as a news side of it, not for fans in general, it was disaster as far as news went. They went against that in um, when we went to Orlando, and they, they gave us a lot of good stuff. I think that with five days, they're going to plan it, and you're going to get Mandalorian stuff. You're going to get Clone Wars. You're going to get the Episode Nine trailer. Right there, those are three big things. You're going to get an episode of Clone Wars, I think, for sure. Full episode, yeah. Now, okay. as far as the the uh, Mandalorian goes, yeah, you'll get a trailer. You're going to get a full trailer because the movie the movie's going to be excuse me the show's going to be coming out probably around like the October November area. So I'm be very surprised if we didn't even. They might. Would be crazy. I doubt they're going to do this, but it would be great if they showed like either a full episode of it. Um, which they won't do because they they did that for like rebels. So I was wondering, mm-hmm. but you'll probably get a bunch of uh, extended scenes. Why wouldn't they show a full episode? I mean, rebels has a different audience than this does, and they are. I think you know there's a responsibility with if you're big enough to have your own release event and your own time in the news cycle, you really have to own it. And mm-hmm. of course, they're going to do both. I think they could do a full episode of the Mandalorian. It would be great. I, I, look, I'm not going to. Uh, I mean, we've poised it. Get up and leave. Yeah. We poised it as their, you know, their Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, how do you capture people right away? You show this, and you, you, people go, "Oh my God, I never expected this. It's so good. We've got to watch all of it." You make a great point. You make mm-hmm. a great point because you are trying to get people. Like, yes, you know that the you hope that the Star Wars fans are going to just get the service, right? But it's not a guarantee. And it's one of those things like at Comic-Con. I remember when I went to Comic-Con, I think it was 2004. And they were showing this pilot, a full pilot. They were showing the pilot to this crowded room that was going nuts. And it wasn't coming out for months. And it was lost. And it was... It got a lot of people talking. It was the talk of Comic-Con minus the title of uh, Revenge of the Sith that year. But it could serve them. Well, yeah. to do it. So I don't know. Ken, what do you think? Any possibility? I think Kim's making a great point about, hey, you want people to pull money out of their pocket and sign up. And a trailer could do that. But we know that, you know, you can edit a trailer pretty nicely. If you've got an episode, give it to the crowd there. Get that buzz going. People are going to come on out and, yes, sign you've up. You've got to get so. your most rabid fans as rabid as possible. Right. Because mm-hmm. that, you know, that's how you own Twitter for the whole day or the whole weekend right. or five days, if you consider that a weekend. 
I yeah. think that's the move to do because you're trying to sell this thing. You're trying to sell this new idea, this new style of series. Mm-hmm. Show them what it is. What if they show the first 15 minutes? Because they've done that. People have done they've that done a that. lot too. They've done that. It's possible. I they did that think for you got to show the full episode. Think so? Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that they will show 15 minutes? Do you think they'll show the whole episode? Do you think they'll just show a trailer or nothing at all? Get your comments in there. Let us know what you think, whether you're watching live now or on the replay. Very curious to what the uh, public opinion is out there. Ken, this is the last one. This is the last question. It's a live Twitter question from Andrew Scott, whose Twitter handle is Count Druku. So it got my attention. Uh, He asks, what would you want the last scene of the Skywalker saga to be? Mine would have to be 3PO and R2 reminiscing on the past final shot, final sequence of episode nine. Let's just assume that's the one that wraps it all up. What do you got? I wish they wouldn't have done the Luke uh, sunset thing in episode I know. eight because it would have been great if at Tatooine it f- the whole thing fades out with the two sons. Um, that would have been great. Perfect. It would have been great. I've mentioned it many times. That's the scene that always makes me cry. Yeah. So yeah. if they did it again, I would just be destroyed. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, Ken. I want it to be. Uh, I want it to be C three PO. With R2-D2, and he, he looks to the skies and goes, these were the Star Wars. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like stare. it. And that's it. <laughs> and it fades out. Good for you. Yeah. You're very proud of yourself, aren't you? All right, good. All right, guys, thank you for joining us on today's episode of Collider Jedi Council. If you're not listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do. A lot of you are. It's, a, it's been so great to see the feedback over on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment over there, too. Rule of two, also on the Jedi Council feed, but also on this channel here. And that drops on Wednesdays. So make sure you check that. Is that Wednesdays or Tuesdays? They moved it. Tuesday. Sorry, they moved it. It was Wednesdays and now it's Tuesdays. So Tuesday for Rule of Two, and we're on Thursday. And remember, once again, we are going to not be live next week. We'll be pre-taped, but we'll be on Thursday. So check us out. For Kim Urso and Mr. Ken Knapsack, I'm Christian Harloff, and we'll see you next time. May the Force be with you, always. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From negative to positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.